Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time, the weekly podcast hosted by two non-experts, but we really bet that experts want to weigh in after listening to us. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, my name is Caroline. And I'm Hannah. And we're so glad you joined us today. It's been a real bumpy start here <laughs> to our yeah. recording session tonight. We uh, sat down at 7.34 to start yes. this. It's now 7.56. So 26 minutes ago. It's no problem. Um, I do have a glass of wine. Um, it's just been that kind of day. <laughs> well, I only have one glass or one drink today. It is a one liter bottle of vanilla polar seltzer. So I streamlined. So you're, but up, yeah, you're flying upsize. pretty. I keep thinking of last week when Mariah asked you like how you don't have to go to the bathroom during filming uh, right. or during recording. Um, If you did not listen, last week we had Mariah Aller on from Harvest and Moon, and uh, we both really enjoyed the conversation and our talk with her, and feel like we are now her best friends, so. (laughs) That's how we feel about anyone who's ever been on the podcast, who's ever listened to the podcast, who doesn't know If you're listening, it includes you. And speaking of podcast best friends, our other best friend, Chris, the Batchmaker, is going to be um, bringing back her very famous batch boxes. Um, We have sampled these before. She um, brought these to a drinks event that we had with her months ago before Batch Batch House opened and so incredible just they were um, they really really were i try to think of other um adjectives besides amazing or incredible she's just so good at what she does she's she's because it doesn't feel like you're getting a bakery treat it feels like you're getting home-baked goodness and i'm so glad that she's going to be doing that more it's going to be a curbside pickup so if you're local around charlotte um head over to at the batchmaker on instagram um, or her website, thebatchmaker.com, for more information on that. I believe she'll be starting that this weekend. Um, we are airing on April 15th, so I think this weekend she's going to be doing that for curbside pickup. So highly recommend that you support her small business. Um, Chris is always out there doing the best for the community. She ex- like puts oh, people she really first is. before her only. I mean, her her main goal is always to pay other people and help people out, so... Yeah, I mean, her like life mission statement is people first, cake second. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of work that's done on mission statements that people agree with, but it's rare that you see somebody believe in one and right. live it out the way she does. She really does. Anytime someone needs help, she's out there helping them. So also she has t-shirts for sale now. Um, so we need to get our t-shirts and get a group pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But anyway, so... Head over to batch ha- batchmaker.com and the batchmaker on Instagram and check that out. And while you're doing that, head over to our website, goodideagirls.com, and sign up for our Good Things newsletter for a dose of good things every week and check out what we've been writing. Um, this week, we're going to have some stuff up that pertain to our topic of the week. So follow along and weigh in with comments. So um, moving on from housekeeping updates, what are women up to lately? Man, uh, I mean, listen, I am looking for any kind of news that doesn't have to do with coronavirus. So unfortunately, most of what I've found is like virus adjacent, such as Demi Moore and Bruce Willis quarantining together. I have questions about where his wife is, though, because he has one. Is he married? Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like, I was like, I thought that was a great. Um, and then I was like, wait, wait a minute. I guess I like it less. It, I didn't it was realize kind of he was married. Yeah, but she, the his wife, um, commented on, 
like their daughter his daughter's instagram of them all together without the wife so i don't know it i mean i'm sure that's just their understanding and they have that kind of like we're all friends yeah attitude um or as <laughs> we're lear- i am learning from you everything is a setup in hollywood anyway so well yeah that leads me into my next piece of news which has to okay. do with uh selena gomez Um, she was a, you know, celebrities that are quarantined in their mansions are trying to find ways to beat their boredom. Um, Oh, it's killing me. I mean, not really, but I, I do. It's not killing me, but like they kind of deserve to be roasted online. (laughs) Completely. But, um, Miley Cyrus has started an Instagram show. Like it's not a podcast, but you know, um, and she had Selena Gomez on recently who opened up and, um, shared that she was diagnosed bipolar recently. Yes, I um, saw that. And then shared more about her mental health challenges. Okay. Here's where I am. I introduced you to the website ExposingSMG.com, right? And I'm upset with you for that. (laughs) Have you, you've you've really (laughs) dug into it, yes? I've dug into it. Um, I've had certain beliefs crushed, (laughs) and that's been upsetting. (laughs) Um, I've lost time in my life that I'll never get back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, you know how I didn't know what SMG stood for, and I assumed it was Sarah Michelle Geller. I don't know yes. Selena Gomez's middle name, but I would bet that it starts with an M, and that she, that this site was really created to expose Selena Gomez. I am Wikipediaing her middle name now. Oh gosh, thank you so much. Well, I spelled Selena like Selena Kyle from Batman, so that's <laughs> going to be my first problem. Yeah. Well, uh, I would recommend if you have time on your hands, or even if you don't have time on your hands, uh, visit ExposingSMG.com. They Marie! Ah, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They do not like her goodness. at that they site. They do not like her. But they posted recently kind of a breakdown of why did she go on Miley's show? They used to be friends. They haven't been in years. Why did mm-hmm. she choose to? And then how legit is her bipolar um because you know like lyme disease went around the hollywood set a while ago right starting with the hadids yes yes absolutely and then um you know there's a whole slew of celebrities who tested positive for coronavirus allegedly um and (laughs) (laughs) and then class classic fakers (laughs) yes just trying to get in on a trend and then now (laughs) you know um Justin Bieber shared he had Lyme disease and then also has mental health issues very recently. Um, Kanye has talked about about bipolar a lot. So there are questions of, is it like a convenient thing to be able to talk about? She did happen right. to do the interview three days before, um, like basically a redone album dropped. You know, right. what does that have to do with it? So it's always interesting to me to to dive into celebrity personas and this website boy does it dive into celebrity it really personas. does it reminds me of um i asked you what you were reading because you are a treasure trove of book recommendations oh, everything that. you recommend i like you always give the right review and i always enjoy what you say you think i'll enjoy oh, wow so, what a compliment thank you of course well you you said you were reading twice in a blue moon yes um so i started it and now i only have one hour left per you my kindle loan passed me on it are you not done yet? I assume no. you'd be done. No, because I, I've only been... To me, been, it's one I can't put down. 
I really love it. But for whatever yeah. reason, I think at the end of these last few or like week that I've been reading it, I've gotten like six to ten pages in and then just fallen asleep. Not because I don't like the book. I oh, just, yeah. Like, yeah. If you read before bedtime, that will yeah. happen. And no doubt um, your Amy will skewer both of us for oh, this I'm when positive. she inevitably She's the reads worst. it. No, She's she a doesn't. flat out hater. She has no taste. Well, Amy, also, yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Let's also make sure that we include she doesn't read. She listens. So I don't know. Yeah. Different. <laughs> Heather looking at you also. Yeah, also. Um, who else wants to be our friend we'll talk about you too <laughs> get mentioned exactly. on the podcast <laughs> exactly um but this book twice in a blue moon do you remember the author's name uh let me grab it real fast okay it's about it's about a girl who um is the oh go ahead do you know the author's oh name? yeah christina lauren okay christina lauren um I described it to you as like brain candy because, yes. again, it's like, you know, this is a time that it's kind of hard to sometimes for some of us to dive into mm-hmm. a heavy storyline basically in our downtime. So this is really good for not doing that. Um, it's got romance, but it's also like an interesting intro to like the world of Hollywood. It's about totally it's about a young girl whose dad is a famous actor. I imagine him as Brad Pitt. Yeah, I totally did her like a Tom Cruise, but I really yes, can't yes, wait yes, to yes. read the Surrey Cruise fiction that will come out inevitably in a few years. Oh, so. for sure. Um, and this girl like has spent her whole life growing up without him. And um, so then through a series of events kind of comes to the spotlight. And it's interesting to kind of see behind the scenes of like movies. Like I can only assume yeah. it's legit. Um but like I she have to assume about, that it was borrowed from some kind of true life. Yes. I'm like, which of them is this about? Yes. I know it's about someone. Just tell me which of you. <laughs> Just go ahead and let me know. I don't want to read right. between the lines. I want to Exactly. Know. Exactly. Um, and really, like, the way she was describing, you know, I think at one point a lot of us have had, um, I want to be an actress. I want to be a singer. Oh, I want to be 100%. this or that. But reading the the things that she goes through as an actress, you know, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want it. That sounds awful. I but used to anyway. turn on the Titanic soundtrack in my driveway and rollerblade this, like, choreographed routine and yeah. just truly, truly believe that someone would discover me that way. Oh, for me, it was Celine Dion, and it was also rollerblading. Yeah. I don't know, like, what's the deal with rollerblading yeah, I think it was, like, as close as, as close as I could get to figure skating, which at the time, like, right. in the Michelle Kwan days <laughs> yes, was, like, yes. the peak of what you right. could do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this book, she it just in, like, passing says a lot of stuff about, like, I was only, you know, I was, we were only together for actually seven months, but we kept it going for, like, three years because fans loved it. Yes. I wonder if it's like Nina Dobrev because it talks oh, about yeah. basically like a CW era show that sounds exactly like Vampire Diaries. Oh, that's a great point. Well, also an exposing and she SMG. Dated in, in Summer Holder. Yeah. Holder. Well, this website, Exposing SMG, we've talked about it a couple, a few episodes ago. But one of the things it dives into are these contract relationships and how. Exactly. Um, basically how profitable it is and um right. which which couples really are and then couples like a Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez who were right. contracted to be together but actually did get together and that ends up being really messy because if they break up before their contract's over like it's right. just really messy it's a fascinating world to me and like at first it was like almost hard to read yeah like the parts where it was like I'm playing this and who am I working with and blah blah but then I like really got into it mm-hmm. and that's a really good book, Twice in a Blue Moon. If you're looking for a little bit of escapism, um, just to kind of like go into a different world and forget that a pandemic is, you know, spreading through and we can't leave that. And make yourself feel better that you never were discovered on your rollerblades. <laughs> I mean, I'm 
only 30. There's plenty of time for me to be on rollerblades and be discovered. <laughs> Every now and then. So. Actually, I did see someone um, rollerblading just yesterday. And, yeah. Or maybe today when I was on my way to sit in a parking lot to have a staff meeting. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> is this back? Because I am here for I'm it. into it. The only thing is our neighborhood has a lot of hills. And like I have never been a daredevil in that way. So oh, no. I simply cannot. Like I don't even but ride down. But your driveway down. is flat. So Ish. Yeah, compared to yours is a 90 degree angle. Anyway, um more about women so you were talking about how it's really hard to find um news about women that is not like virus adjacent right so, but i found another one. Oh, go ahead but you i'm i'm really into yours but i also want to mention this one can i sound it, it does sound like you're into mine via your um supportive moves <laughs> okay that's hurtful um <laughs> I just needed to say because I wasn't sure another way to segue it later. Okay. So how do you feel about Martha Stewart? Uh, z- zero ways. Okay. In a scale of extreme to nothing, I feel exactly in the middle. <laughs> okay, cool. Ex- extreme extreme to hate her. Extreme Great. love to extreme hate. I'm in the middle. Okay. So complete ambivalence. That's fine. Yes. yes I, thank you. Ambivalence is the word I was looking for. I Go very ahead. much did not care for Martha Stewart for a very long time. And I think okay. in many ways I still do not. However, okay. <clears throat> there's a show that used to be on called Whatever Martha that okay. Martha Stewart was the executive producer of, but it was Martha Stewart's daughter, Alexis, and her best friend watching old episodes of Martha and trying to craft along with her and just roasting her the whole time and it's very funny so if you're up late or can't sleep and need escapism try to find old episodes of whatever martha because it's where can you find this that sounds really good i have no idea where it still airs um okay well this is helpful content for everyone (laughs) okay do your own homework where i'm not an expert (laughs) google it whatever martha what i wanted to talk about (laughs) was do you follow the instagram account comments by celebrities or comments by celebs they frequently show up on my um like search page. Okay, well you they're worth a follow um because they basically round up comments that celebrities have made on Instagram yeah. accounts. Yeah, yeah. Um so <laughs> recently Martha Stewart showed up on <clears throat> that page because she commented on an account called the less the best little hen house in Texas about okay. how quickly chicks grow into chickens. So she left this comment and I'm going to read it to you here. It says, M as me, sure you feed and water them daily, space, weird capitalization, and keep the heat is as no, B-K-N-S as end, when you can finally come back to NYC, who is going to care for them, question mark, question mark. What? A few hours later, she comments again, crying, laughing emoji, what a mess I have been drinking. Which is... Maybe okay. now my new favorite because I'm like, you know what, Martha? Good for you. We've all been there. And yeah, good for you for she owning just said that. It. Like, she didn't even. Yeah. I guess at that point, like you figure when you're a celebrity, it doesn't matter if you delete the the offending comment. Right? So many she's like, who cares? It. Like, I've been doing it because I was like, oh, she's on drugs. There's something, and she's like, whatever. I've been drinking. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a oh mess. Gosh, I've been drinking. Hilarious. I don't care. Enjoy your chicks. Feed and water them or something. Like, yeah. And so anyway, also, like, I don't just, come to New York City without providing for them, I guess. <laughs> exactly. We don't, we don't allow chickens here. Go on. So I really do <laughs> appreciate that. And I just felt like it was worth mentioning. That's all. That, that's what, that's, that's what women hysterical. have been up to. Live your, live your most honest life, Martha. And I guess you truly are. So thank you. <laughs> and for, then, and then the rest of you go watch whatever Martha, if you can find it. I don't know where yes. you can. 
yes, helpful as ever. Well, in the same vein <laughs> as as that. Um, so, speaking of geniuses. <laughs> speaking of geniuses. Um, so I've seen a lot of articles about um, the countries that tend to be handling this pandemic so much better than other countries. Yeah. One big thing in common. What do you think that is? Money and power <laughs> and rich white men. <laughs> The opposite. It's rich white women. <laughs> Even better. So With just the exception like us. of Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, but seriously, the countries who are doing better at handling the coronavirus are largely led by women. Um, there was an article about in Fast Company um, from the head, from the CEO of She Should Run, which is a great account to follow, that... Um, encourages women like to find offices from your very local 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 to national levels if you're interested in running for office check out their account and on any in any way um they wrote an interesting article for fast company about how um women are leading the world in all of these in in, i don't know virus response and virus protection and all that and i'll link it in our show notes but i just thought it was super interesting and then beyond that um there is an article that I have seen also on She Should Run, but now People is running it. Oh, about that means that I've seen it then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and when I sent it to you, I was like, she's already seen this. Yeah. Doc- Dr. Kismekia Corbett, and mm-hmm. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly, is um, a fellow North Carolinian. Hello. Um, your age. A research okay, fellow at that's... the National <laughs> Institutes of Health. That just feels saying, like an unnecessary be, detail. Could be any of us. Could be any of us. <laughs> she is um, the, the ripe old age of 33 yeah oh, okay she's a year older she's 34 so okay. well good i still have a year to achieve anything a grandma <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um she is making um big uh step steps what's the word i'm looking for Strides. she's making thank you <laughs> leaps and bounds i mean how far yes, how aggressively all of the, all should of she move things. forward all of those things she is moving very far forward in um research for a vaccine for coronavirus mm-hmm. and i will link this to she just sounds like an amazing person. <laughs> like yeah, everyone her, says. Her bio that she described herself as in that article was amazing. Right. So she was interviewed um, with Black Enterprise and she said, I am Christian. I'm Black. I am Southern. I'm an empath. I'm feisty, sassy, and fashionable. <laughs> and I like that. Like it's just very. It. Well, it breaks down the outside stereo. Outside of science. Yes, yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. I'll tell you the first person who made scientists cool was Cameron mm-hmm. on Love is Blind. Then followed totally closely by this woman who I won't even try to pronounce her name because I know Dr. Kismekia I won't do it right. Corbett, I yes, think. Dr. Corbett. Um, I yes, also that's safer. The um, headline described her as outstanding, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to find alternatives to amazing and incredible. And right, if anyone would like to describe me as outstanding, just send me a note. We'll see how it falls. Feel we'll free to DM me just with the words <laughs> "you are outstanding." You are Give me some other options. I'll choose my favorite. We'll see how it exactly. Feels. But I mean, they say it says um, someone says a, a, another research professor who's part of her team says she's brilliant and doing this complicated work, and yet some how is also this person who manages to remember everybody's birthday and i'm just like dr corbett open invitation to come talk on our show but we will not talk because you'll make us look like (laughs) and jerks she sounds amazing she sounds truly outstanding because even that it's like even for like for me if i have like a project i'm working on nothing else matters 
it much less like a global pandemic cure. Right, or... right, exactly. So for her, like, she's working on a global pandemic cure, and this person on her team is like, she remembers everyone's birthday. Like, <laughs> I immediately, I would be, I would just be like, who cares? Like, what? I don't know. It's just yeah. what a person. So North Carolina is pumping out some good people. Sorry, everyone else. <laughs> well, also you sent me this just a few. Kidding. You sent me this a few weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it. But one of the first people undergoing a clinical trial of a vaccine is a mom. Yes, um, yeah, she's a I mom of amazing. two. I think young kids. Yep. So again, like selfless. I wonder woman. if it's. I wonder if it's with Dr. Corbett's trials, or if oh, they're I don't know. related. I don't know. But yeah, again. Um, and then that kind of leads to um, my next thing, which was an interesting thread by um, a freelance writer mm-hmm. about named um, Dara Mathis on Twitter. She's at Truly Tafakari, but I'll link it. And she's just talking about how, because, you know, our first, our first instinct is to call these people like heroes. Um, and she yeah. says, she talks about how we've adopted the language of war when talking about the virus, basically so that we can label these people as heroes and thank them for their sacrifice when really it's just, it's a, what she says is it's a convenient lie. And it, yeah. um, she says it carries an implicit message that those on the front lines, quote unquote, on the front lines signed up for this and that they're bravely offering their lives and sacrifices to save us all. And then she goes on to talk about how many of us say, thank you heroes. When in reality, much of this was preventable. Yeah. And these people are now being forced to put themselves in danger to serve the rest of us. And a lot of these are services and positions that we do not venerate at this level on a normal so i'll link that thread because it's a very interesting and educational read as well and um i learned a lot from it well i read um i can't remember now if it was new york times or cnn but something very smart um today that was basically an opinion piece of a similar type of it was basically a narrative of how will basic socioeconomic structure be shifted at the end of this when right those who are deemed essential workers like um you know grocery store cashiers yes yes no one would consider needing a living wage or beyond you know menial jobs before or like or like they were like deserving of health care through something other than their job completely um when I think we've oftentimes looked at positions like that as being so interchangeable and anybody can do them but they have been really indispensable um so I think it's an interesting dialogue to follow or be a part of it it really is because she um Dara gets into this about people just saying like they they feel bad and I have done this as well you know we want to recognize these people for mm-hmm. what they're doing but also like they shouldn't have to do this and they didn't yeah. have to do this um and she also says that calling them heroes really takes away from what's really going on here um so she, uh, the the quote that I like the most is governmental mismanagement is not a cause anyone should be dying for, but essential mm. workers are. And wow. many of them are already among the most marginalized, disproportionately abandoned people in this country. Um, wow. So it, it just gives you something to think about, because even in regards to um, we had some storms come through early this morning um, with very strong winds, potential for tornadoes. You and I were texting about it. We, you know, we did a lot to prepare. We slept downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um but we were fine. Everything was fine. Um, we prepared and we didn't need anything. But I think about 20 people died across the southeast. And you yeah. look at the pictures and it's all people in um, like lower income housing and things right. like that that are not going to be as easy to stand up. And it's just 
these kind of crises will always hit the marginalized and the the people who can't really like fight back and then still again the government will bail out the corporations and not the people like they cannot help themselves right yeah no absolutely you're completely right so anyway it's interesting to dive into and um i will link that as well awesome thank you yes um on to a very expert discussion which i would like to have with very excited about this you my fellow expert okay I think we should place bets okay, okay, <laughs> on okay. who on who the running mate for future President Biden will be. <laughs> future President Biden. <laughs> Bernie um, dropped out. We didn't. Uh, was it since we recorded last? Yeah, I think, since right? we recorded last. Um, we didn't see it coming, but it was uh, actually it was the day that our episode came out last week. It was on Wednesday because right. it was following the primaries in Wisconsin. Question mark. Right question mark oh right that was crazy um they tried to get those delayed and the supreme court wouldn't let them so people had to sacrifice their health to stand in line or not vote exactly or not vote and um so bernie today monday the 13th endorsed him oh uh, biden yes so he officially endorsed him they put out a video i didn't watch it but um so that's interesting so we'll see We'll see where that goes. Um, but so what are what is your guess? Top two. You you guess two people who he's going to pick. Okay. Well, can I give you a little bit of background about how I'm making these decisions? Yes. Definitely. Okay. Great. Um, I saw an interesting Twitter thing by someone I don't know or and didn't vet. So I'm assuming it was someone who was an expert. JK, it probably wasn't. I have no idea. <laughs> always a safe assumption on twitter yeah but they made some assumptions on yes or no (laughs) probably (laughs) they made some assumptions that now i fully believe could happen okay let me tell you these okay yes one that president trump put pence in charge of the coronavirus task force to basically make him a scapegoat if things did not go well and then replace him like something he would do (laughs) yeah then replace him with a different younger female running mate to try to win over you know moderate voters oh Um, like um what's her name from south carolina yes nikki people like yeah nikki Nikki haley Haley, yeah um so i'm keeping my eye on that by keeping yeah. my eye on, I'll just find out when anybody else does. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, my, it sounds Keeping sounds my right. eye on via using my phone to the same extent that everyone else is. <laughs> yeah, and not caring until you tell me. Um, or <laughs> or what if he chose Ivanka? I wouldn't, I would not even I would be not that even surprised. be surprised at all. Like, he's so crazy with Ivanka. Um, so I, I just sent you that picture. Oh, you mean our first lady, Ivanka Trump? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Um that picture I just sent you on Instagram um, from the Daily Show that basically yes. showed an outline of like the committee to decide when everyone goes back to work, and it's Mark Meadows, Republican, North Carolina. So it ain't all great coming out of here. Um, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, mm-hmm. um, Manukin, Manukin or Manukin? I can never remember. Whatever, Stephen. You're looking to me as though I, I have no idea. I <laughs> um, thought it was Munchkin. I have no clue. <laughs> Stephen Munchkin. <laughs> um, and three other people, and I'm now I'm totally blanking, but it's just like... They're all the same. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> like, good. So we're in good hands. All these people... It's like trust a, fund kids. care about um, citizens. Exactly, exactly. Like, n- first of all, none... These are the people that... Like, last week, Jared Kushner was, like, talking about how, um, like, regular citizens were not supposed to dip into the White House, um, <laughs> like, ventilator stash. <laughs> 
shoulder or something like he was like again they we were, this they is supposed to this was this never is, a supply for everyone or we something. are living in the sequel to mars attacks and i <laughs> fully believe that so anyway it's bananas it's bananas like i'm just like so your daughter and your son-in-law like <laughs> Okay, and like Steve Mnookin, who like used your private jet to go on his honeymoon shortly after, like you. There've got to be parts him. of this job. I don't have right, any. Right, exactly. Well, I told or David. Not private jet. I'm sorry. Taxpayer dollars. He used taxpayer dollars to go on his honeymoon. Furthering my Mars Attacks beliefs, um, I believe that you know. Did you have you seen the movie Mars Attacks? Uh, a million years ago okay. it freaked me out with those weirdo heads yeah well i don't know why i like it so much because it's nothing that i would enjoy but right I do. that surprises me but basically they defeat the aliens spoiler alert if you've been Spoilers. waiting to, to watch mars attacks um they play this really old-fashioned music like at the aliens and it makes their heads explode and that's how they win the war or whatever oh my gosh um Again, watch watch the movie. I'm doing it a grave injustice. It's excellent cinema. <laughs> but I'm like, what we well, need to we do know. is download Joe Exotic songs and just blast yes. them toward the virus and it will just run away. That's my plan. Um, but to answer your original question about the uh, Biden running mate, furthering. Um, oh, my the, gosh. I, for- I totally lost track of the original question. <laughs> furthering the philosophies of this um, Twitter, whoever it was. Who believed that because of Biden's age, what his plan probably is, again, uh, apropos of nothing, is to choose a running mate, only serve one term, then basically allow this person as the vice president to step up. Right. Uh in four years or in a single term that like all right. Biden wants is a single term of president to defeat Trump. So I'm like, okay, right. I could buy that. So I could buy that. My you could Biden that? I Get it? Uh, excuse me. Uh, future President Joe Biden, <laughs> Caroline is available. <laughs> I don't know why that wasn't your slogan the whole time. But also, I'll be coming too because obviously. <laughs> also, because what he should have done to Michael Bloomberg was, uh, like, I don't know, some kind of political campaign that was called "Money Can't Biden You Class." <laughs> Do you know that song um, from Real Housewife Luann Deliceps, Countess Luann yes, Deliceps, Money yes, Can't yes, Buy yes. You Class? Because, yeah. you know, Michael Bloomberg was like, what would you do with $1 billion? So yes. Joe should have been like, money can't bite in new class. Anyway. Totally. I'm telling you, your talent is wasted on all of us, and you need to be using <laughs> it for these people with deep pockets. Uh, my, I got nothing for you. <laughs> my, <laughs> my guesses would be Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Warren. I don't think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren, but I would really... I would see why the appeal would be there. I wish it would be Elizabeth Warren. Obviously, she was who I wanted to be president. I think she is. I still think she's the best choice. And I'm gutted that she's no longer in the race. Um, And I find that to be deeply unfair. However, I don't think it's going to be her because I do think he'll choose a a woman of color. Yes. For his running mate. Um, Because I do think he has not reached out to um, like the, uh, for instance, like the Muslim community nearly as much as Bernie. Oh, sure. I do think Kamala Harris um, reaches like a lot more for him um, community wise Mm -hmm. uh, to be completely. I don't know. Just I just also don't know if Elizabeth Warren would take that. I feel like her goal was to be president. And I think that she would not. I right i do. i don't think i don't see her as a vice president i see her in a cabinet position if anything and then hopefully ne- like one day running for president again um so i would think kamala harris or maybe stacy abrams oh okay i don't know that that would be as she was just so popular and she should have right. won in georgia last last time she ran um that was a rigged race and 
I could see her be like looking good on a ticket. And um, so I think he's going to try. I do think he's he's got to try and reach out to a different demographic because like Bernie just reached so many different people than he reached. Right. Um, so I hope he doesn't lose those people because that's what happened last time. And look where we are now. Like we're in a pandemic with someone who denied that that was a problem for months. And now like he's well, okay with 200,000 people dying. Have we so. proven that it's a problem yet? I just don't know. <laughs> I just, I, think, I don't know. I think we need I'm to do fine. more research. Ultimately, we are all fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who fine. doesn't, who doesn't want to stay cooped up in their house for weeks while their partners, spouses, <laughs> family members who are in grocery stores and the medical industry have to go out and put them themselves on the front line truly because trump couldn't decide to like call this an emergency when it was an emergency well i will say what i said to you several weeks ago condoleezza rice would be excellent on any ticket of any ticket of any cabinet of yeah anyone, it's so. funny you and my dad see completely eye to eye on that <laughs> thanks Ed. Like, high five we've we've got to get we've got to get ed on this call and you two to talk. he he really he really he was saying that exact same thing in um exactly the same like maybe a few minutes maybe nine minutes like recently shortly after you and i were talking and you were like i wish condoleezza would run i called my dad and he's like i wish condoleezza would run that's right <laughs> and so you and ed are you guys are right there as you always have been yeah i mean i'm i'm surprised not at all right exactly so we've got to get we've got to get him on a on a call-in episode because it's just the two of them at home mostly he's he sometimes has to go out for work but that's great well as long as he can work <laughs> it into his schedule i'm all in <laughs> exactly um anyway so maybe we'll maybe we'll try and work that in but um all right well we'll take a quick break and then get back with our topic du jour Ooh, french <laughs> <laughs> all right bonjour we're back <laughs> I like this vibe. It's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the French energy that really we've yes. all been needing. Um, it does make me inherently feel better than everyone. So. <laughs> well, you kidding. were way on, more on the ball than me, as, as to no surprise, um, this morning when you sent me an email of the topic ideas for us That's to right. talk about tonight. And Email is where it's at. Yeah. Full like summary. And you've hit every yeah. bullet point. I'm so I impressed. I i'm back i'm back baby (laughs) it's been a rough month so far of of social distancing but But here i am connecting with myself first and then everyone else exactly um (laughs) exactly so you want to talk about scheduling which i think is great yes um so we've got some stuff coming out about this on the site this week um we do not you do again you are carrying the full weight of the site and i need people to know that publicly like you are doing all the work so thank you for including me as we but it's you well, I have then something. It felt like a D-bag move to be like, I have some. As if you aren't like working a full-time job while parenting almost alone. Um, so I, I wrote something about this for the site. So um, go check that out as well. But um, so there's there's this interesting conversation about scheduling. Okay. Because mm-hmm. like when we first started with this idea of like, oh, shoot, we've all got to like homeschool. Yeah. Um, or not even homeschool, like we've all got to work from home. Yeah. Um, tons of stuff was going around online. Um, in the mom world, we saw that very color-coded schedule Ugh. of um, like home your homeschool mm-hmm. day. And then in the working world, like you see tons of advice on like get up at your regular time, get dressed. Um, I have still, like, so many things routine. to say about this. Yes. Okay. So basically go, all of it. Okay. I'm, I'm here to listen to what you have to say. <laughs> well, I meant to write a, a post about this for the website, but haven't. So here it is. I have um, high hopes that this will still be on the website. So everyone okay, comment. 
Well, here are, here are two hot takes. Okay. I have two of them. Okay. Do you know what the world does not need another of? Someone's advice Schedules. and tips oh, okay. on yes. how to work from home well. Because okay. they're all stupid and they're all okay. like, duh, of course, you know, you'd feel better if you like got up or right, didn't right. open your laptop in bed. Like everyone knows that. That's nothing groundbreaking. It's not a hack. It's nothing. Right. It's nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. It's words on a screen. And very few of those are written from a perspective that are universal to everyone. Good point. So like, yeah, that might work if you're alone in your house, but not if you're not alone. And furthermore, if you are alone in your house, you probably have bigger issues that you're dealing with than um, loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. And like depression and anxiety and isolation, not okay. How can I feel better about my work day? So It puts too much onus on productivity, which is, again, an issue that I feel is the problem or is a problem of this that I thankfully am not feeling the pressures of so much. But, you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow put out, like, you should take this time to do a new hobby, learn a new language. And it's like, well, again, this is an issue that everything in our culture is about achievement and about doing that like grind and hustle culture yes which drives which, me to be fair nuts. like either either you can do that because you have tons of paid help yeah or you have to do that because our economy doesn't allow for us to just like have one job comfortably and mm-hmm. be able to save for the things we need so like we actually have to grind and hustle in order to like give ourselves and our children any sort of future well then on the flip side of that I really have struggled. Okay, there are so many great memes out there right now that are really like bolstering everyone's mood. And I appreciate that very much. There's one that is making me like, I would not say homicidal just in case anything accidentally ever happened. And this was caught on tape. (laughs) You heard it here first. I'm definitely keeping that in. (laughs) It's making me stabby. Um, The one (laughs) sounds a whole lot better. (laughs) um, That's like, now no one will ever ask what a stay at home mom does again. Yes, yes, yes. That one and is it legit. is it is like no, it's driving me crazy because oh, really? it, I find it oh, highly I offensive. Okay, I actually found it to be cathartic, but you go first. Okay, I think maybe it was a good thing like the first week or the second week, but we're now five weeks into this and yes. this is not a normal routine. This is not normal for any parent, any mom, any person. So to me, to put on someone who's working full time, also now from home and having to provide their own full time child care, this is not what a stay at home mom is doing. This is above and beyond any of that. And that's not saying and I'm not saying that to minimize what a stay at home mom does. But I think in this day and age, there aren't as many people or maybe not like in my peer group who wonder what a stay at home mom does. We obviously know that's a full time job. So to me, it. It feels offensive as a working parent to hear some quippy thing of like, now you know what a stay-at-home mom does when it's like, yeah, but how many people now know what a full-time working parent does while also providing care? So I get a little bit rankled about these schedules when it's like, we're just trying to like, I don't want to say we're just trying to survive because our experience has been much more positive than that like invokes, but it is one of these things that I'm like, yeah... You can't really put all of these things in categories or boxes. 
Well, it's interesting, though, because I feel like I um, I have in, um, put together a schedule loosely based off of that viral one mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to kind of like try and figure out something that works for us. And that is and, a great um, schedule. I'm not anti that schedule. I don't, no, I don't think you are. Um, but at the same time, so I that's like my daily schedule, ideally. That's mm-hmm. like on a perfect day. Frequently yeah. we venture. And I, I get into this in the post. Um, it's more like just guidelines. But even if I hit every mark in that day, you've still done way more than me with your kids as far as like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like <laughs> what I want, what, what first came to my mind was like helping your kids. <laughs> but I, what I'm looking for is like, um, that word for like teaching them, but not even just like teaching, just like, like more like programmatic plan- stuff. Yeah. Like planning like stuff curriculum? for them. Curriculum, kind of like curriculum based stuff. So like, even though I've planned this schedule, with with like basically basically like there's a few priorities I want to hit every day. Yeah. Um, you, I still like will look at your Instagram stories, and it's still so much more stuff. But you like that kind of stuff more than me. Yeah, for sure. I feel like right, like you enjoy doing oh, like do. that kind of stuff with them. Well, here's where I like where I fall on the spectrum, and we've talked about it before. I feel right. like I would love to be a stay-at-home mom, but I cannot. So this is an right. opportunity to do that and experience right. that and, like, scratch that itch. But I also have work. So, like, right. last week I was feeling so creatively empty for yeah. anything that had to do with work. And we're in a season of with any nonprofit right now who's trying to figure out how to stay solvent yeah. where it is – I have to be creative right now, but every fiber of how I'm created to be is pouring that into my kids because I also recognize I won't get this back and I won't have another chance to be this way. Um, And I think if at the end of quarantine for me personally, if I just go back to work and feel like my kids have watched a lot of TV so that I could get work done, I won't feel good about that. Okay. And we watch a lot. We watch a lot, a lot of TV. So that's like not anti screens. We watch plenty. Right. But I started when that schedule came out trying to follow maybe for like three days that like hourly schedule. And then right. I felt more pressure to stick to that and felt more stressed out making sure like, oh, my kids are over this activity 40 minutes in and we have an hour that we're supposed to fill of this time. Right. So now we're 20 minutes. You know, like I didn't like that. So now right. we have structured our day more like in flows and rhythms which Mm -hmm. feel like super I don't know new agey words but like to your point we have like some milestones that we always hit and then we generally have like what we do vaguely in that time. Well our friend best friend Chris of course (laughs) um she sent us something um I think last week about like the inchworm um oh yeah yeah philosophy or like the technique or something like that basically like where you do like 10 or 15 minutes of time with them and then some time alone and then 10 or 15 minutes of time um and that kind of thing works with me to basically like front load my time with them and then Mm -hmm. like work in the afternoons um and the the tough part for me is that like when I get in like a work rhythm all I want to do is like put on the tv because I really love like being creative and like um coming up like coming up with more to write and stuff like that but then I'm also like I don't know I I I am trying so hard to not let myself feel any guilt like during this time yeah so I think 
I, I don't know. I uh, The schedule has a good place and we try and st- it, it's basically like a fallback. Like, mm-hmm. and because especially Milan needs a schedule, like, I don't know it's, if it's his age or if it's just yeah. his personality, like he needs to know what's coming um, to the point that I have to like school him basically. I'm like, you need to live in the moment. Like we're eating dinner yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, and what are we going to have for dessert? And I'm like, can you just enjoy this dinner? <laughs> like, I will not tell you. meal that I made you. Right. Exactly. And, um. So I'm trying to, like, have that basically as a fallback. Like, well, what does our schedule say? But then I also will tell him if, like, today we're we're throwing the schedule to the wind because I feel like you've we done... woke up at – go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, I feel like you've done such a good job. Like, it's given me accountability with the way that you've stuck to your schedule. If you're like, no, our exercise time or our morning walk is from 9 to 10. Like, and then I see you doing that. It does help give me more, like, accountability of, okay, what are we – doing right right well the tough part was that then their school came in and like scheduled stuff during that time stupid <laughs> but school. only exactly um no I'm, i am loving them having that i'm loving that they have that and that's only two days a week so the other days we can still get that outside time in and it's really the perfect weather like if it was summer it would be too hot mm-hmm. you know if it was winter we had such a wet gross winter that would be miserable like at least we can get outside a lot um and wave and kind of talk to talk to people and um so there's that and um i will continuously say we are definitely privileged in having like access to nature and outdoors and some space because a lot of people do not have that and it's a privilege to be able to social distance and we understand that for sure completely well i've found like what's worked for us right now and i think i told you this the other day like i have felt like the bulk of our day it Mm -hmm. happens between nine and four so yes. anything before nine is waking up. They can watch any show they want. They can play a game. They can on our phones. It doesn't matter to me. Breakfast, getting dressed. And then at nine, our day kind of starts. Yes. And I try to do 20 to 30 minutes of some kind of learning activity that uh-huh. I've made up. And then we get outside as much as we can. Then we try right. to stay outside until lunch. We're basically doing a lot of <laughs> nature-based <laughs> learning about right, that i mean exactly. like our yard Which is, our street we found a little trail that i have found out anna blair is like a nature girl she loves being out there which is really fun for me to like see that side of her at three right i mean it's so ideal too because i mean again obviously ideally they were in their school with their friends and their teachers yeah. and all that but like the second best thing is that like they can at least like get out and enjoy nature with us you know yeah. and like there's a lot of latent learning to be done there well and our teachers have been sending us emails each week of here's what they would be learning and here are right. some suggested activities so we try to tackle one of those in addition to whatever i thought of that the night before sometime right. that morning without pressure and then jane ellis takes a nap and i let the girls do like learning games um right or tv i just i kind of at the point where i'm like I don't care. And I try to work during that time as much as I can. But like twice a week now I have <laughs> Zoom calls from 10 to 1130, which is literally the worst possible time I could have calls. Right. Because I'm yeah. supposed to be on video and I'm like constantly on and off video, on and off mute because David yeah. usually leaves for work around that time. And um, it's just it, that's not been great. But then after like I told our teacher this, my goal is to give them lots of opportunities to make lots of messes in a time where like they don't have to worry about cleaning up. So we usually go outside and do like some sensory things, shaving cream or conditioner and cornstarch and then end it with water. 
And again, we right. are in an ideal climate for that. Like my Amy was saying today is 19 degrees and snowing in Colorado. So she obviously doesn't have that yeah, option. Totally. But it has been great for us. And then we take a bath and then dinner and a show and bedtime. And it's worked really well. Well, Elle Rowley, um, founder of Solly Baby, posted, uh, I think, on Easter Sunday about um, her one. I think her youngest daughter was like splashing around in a mud puddle. And she was saying something like most moms feel like a success when their kids are clean. I feel like a, mm-hmm. I feel like most like a success when my kids are dirty. Yeah, I agree. You know, they're just out in nature. And yeah, to me, like if they've earned a bath, then like that means that they've had fun and we've had a good day. Yes. And yes, um, like they're one of their favorite things that we've been doing is making mud pies. There's a show. If you're looking for a good show for your kids, mine are obsessed with Tumble Leaf on Prime. And mm-hmm. it is such an imaginative show. And and encourages imagination in a way that is so cute and so great and they are loving it and I've seen that really come alive in their play and so we've been making a lot of mud pies which is something that we have never done before right like play in yeah. the mud. and right it I mean today we spent over two hours outside in the front yard they just used the hose and made mud pies and it was great that's perfect um well with regards to professional life like what <laughs> what's are that? you what's that right exactly that's, um, that is sorely lacking in my life right now. I mean, I have two or three days a week now where I have like obligatory calls that come in at some point during the day. Right. I'm trying my best throughout the morning to stay engaged via text or email. Um, thankfully, mm-hmm. my teammates are texting a lot, which is easier for me than email right now because I feel yes. like email necessitates some kind of response. Um, right. Then during the hour and a half or two hours that I have of nap time, I'm trying to answer emails and pump out some kind of content, but most of my work is having to happen after they go to bed. But I am more tired after they go to bed now, obviously, because we're on all day. So that's been a struggle. And creatively, I've had a really hard time as a content creator (laughs) to feel any kind of creativity. Um, So that's been a battle. I firmly believe that you just... I don't know anyone, so it's, it it could be possible. I just don't know anyone who can be at their best creatively, who is also a parent at night. Yeah. Like, you're just so burnt out. What's been working for me is to wake up at 6 or a little earlier and, like, start work for the day for a couple hours. And then um, by the time Passan has to work, then I'm ready to, like, plug in with them. Mm-hmm. And then I can get back to work in the afternoon when they do something like quiet time and outside time and then, like educational apps and stuff like that that's great my biggest struggle has been jane ellis who can't who isn't at the age to plug into screen time or app so even like if i'm if they're doing that like she has to be sleeping for me to be able to yeah get into it and she's been waking up about six and so waking up earlier than that right now feels hard oh no yeah exactly i mean it's just different it's a different it's a different phase of life like now that like maya is three and a half so like that's my youngest phase so it's a little easier to kind of plan things i feel like for me with that age like it would be different with a, a tot a yeah toddler. oh for sure and i mean again i don't mind like i keep trying to muster up minding a whole lot but i feel mm-hmm. a level of fulfillment that i haven't felt in a long time where i really yeah. enjoy my job i really enjoy my work i was telling you this this weekend i don't feel this itch to be doing the next thing or the bigger thing right. like I work to support my family and that's what I'm doing. And then this time has also given me the chance to really like pour into or lean into the family thing and the the domestic side that I feel like 
I'm constantly trying to get to. Um, So I'm like, my creativity right now is where it needs to be. And it's a finite time that it will be this way, but it's working for me right now. I just do sometimes have to figure out where to derive more creativity from for the people who are paying my bills and our insurance. Right, for sure. Because they kind of care probably more than I do. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Um, Well, are you, is there anything else you feel like you want to touch on or? No. How about you? I, well, as we go into the next, I mean, we have at least 17 days left of this, but most likely more. I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to, I'm, I have not told myself that April is the end of this. I know it will be longer, but right. um, is there anything that you are hoping to add or subtract or tweak as you go into your days? Um, just now that I figured out the waking up early thing, that's ideal. Um, and I figured out basically like little hour to hour and a half chunks of time. That's great. That I can work in. And really like creatively speaking, it's it's best to try and get a break anyway after like a not too long so that you yeah. can like get some fresh air in your brain. So it works for me. We're in a position where like that, that works for us. So I'm pretty lucky. That's ideal. Um, with that. My kids sleep regularly or at least like we'll tuck into an iPad if I need to give it to them. So that's perfect. Um, I My goal with the days is to keep the screen time to the evenings. Okay. Um, Cause it's just too much during the day to constantly be talking about like, well, can I do a screen now? Can I do a game now? Like mm-hmm. I'd rather it just not even be on the table. Like I can't have that conversation every eight seconds. Yeah. It makes sense. So, and um, my greatest goal is for Milan to learn to read. And then of course Maya when she's old enough, but because like once he can learn to read, he can do so much more and he's doing really well with that. So I'm like, this is my priority. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that we sit down and learn to read. So anyway, um no not too much not too much more to add that's great cool yeah so um anyway that's just a little bit about um scheduling and kind of our thoughts now but we'll take a quick break and then get back with what it's a good idea to watch all right well i know that you have probably also been limiting your screen time to evening because that's just the way of <laughs> way of the world right. but what have you been watching in and enjoying okay, and your kids um, too if your kids are watching something that they really love yes but i don't care they watch like one to two things yeah, ever they're into this show many. called like Starbeam, which seems super cute on netflix oh okay we've never watched um that. it's got lots of diverse characters which i love and the little girl's like a superhero and um i'm not completely sure what it's about but they like it so whatever it's rated tvy <laughs> perfect um so anyway what i so i recently but right before this i watched and i wrote about um altered carbon season two yeah i strongly recommend that if you're a sci-fi fan and you're looking for kind of like that version of escapism like completely out of reality i'm really liking i love altered carbon like it's it's very interesting and especially season two has such like kick-ass female characters Mm -hmm. like they're all very nuanced they all have different like roles and um shonda rhimes was recently talking about how like can we stop calling women now i'm gonna butcher this but she was like can we stop saying like strong female characters like all female characters are like good characters like they all just have different stories and like you saying yeah and she was like you saying one woman is a strong female character implies that others aren't Mm. which you don't we don't say that about male characters you know they're just a character that's great so yeah i liked that so um i recommend altered carbon um and this is my favorite season of westworld thus far so I'm super into that. Again, a little bit sci-fi-y. And um, for my comic relief, I can't get enough of Shit's Creek. I don't know where to find the latest, the last season, I guess. Season six. I don't oh, know where it, to watch it's it. It's not on Netflix? 
Nope, only up to season five is on Netflix. I loved it. And so if you know where I can find season six, please tell me and also start watching it. Uh, Hang on, let me... Did you see the tweet that Dan Levy's mom... No. Um... Um... My sister-in-law told me to watch Kim's Convenience, so, on Netflix. She said all the seasons are on there, so I'll have to check that out, too. Of which one? Kim's Convenience. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I did see that one. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but, um, so, Sarah Levy, Levy? The sister, yeah. Um, retweeted this from his their parent, their mom. Yeah who tweeted about the finale of Schitt's Creek. Today I regret every single second of worry back in the uninformed 80s, wondering how the world was going to treat my brilliant little boy who loved to twirl. Little did I know that he was going to kick that old world's ass to the curb and create a brand new one. Which I thought was just so beautiful. It really is. That's really beautiful and supportive. And I love Dan Levy, your Levy as you say, and I haven't confirmed that it's correct. Uh, Listener Lauren um, told me that I was right so okay but you what was that other one you said completely wrong dj college <laughs> yeah so just given that instance i okay, just want to make I'm real 50, sure 50 50 okay <laughs> anyway. you might get corona you might not i don't know 50 50 exactly, that's the world exactly. we're living in. um i really like him and the show i really like the show i think it's really smart so that's what i've got going on what have you got going on okay so we finished the morning show Actually, okay. I think we ha- we've saved the finale, but The okay. Morning Show, we have loved. Um, we watched Joe Exotic, like, or Tiger Obviously. King, the rest Wait, of the world. Wait, did you watch the, the last? We There's like a bonus. I've got to watch that bonus one with Joel McHale. I don't love Joel McHale, but Yeah, it just whatever. came out this weekend. Um, yeah, haven't Easter watched Sunday. it. <laughs> yeah, well, nothing says Christ, Christ is risen quite like right, a like reunion. M- more Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, we loved that. I'd listened to the podcast of it, uh, but loved the show way more because seeing the characters in real life was really something. Right. Um, and like, what's his name? John Finley looks quite different. Like he looks, he's really put himself together. Yeah. He's well, once you beat the meth mouth, you're right, doing pretty exactly. well. Um, and then we are starting, I've actually already seen it, but David had not seen The Staircase on Netflix and it's one that I don't, I'm I don't know happy what that is. to watch again. It's a docu-series about a novelist in Durham who's accused of murder um, of his wife. Interesting. It's okay. an older case. The The documentary style is one that's really interesting because it looks like it was filmed like in the 90s. And right. it was a very long project, um, but it's like very lo-fi almost and not like super slick. So you see a ton of behind the scenes conversations that you're kind of like, oh, wow, if this were a Joe Exotic t- style this would right. all be cut out, but you see a ton of legal proceedings. The case is fascinating. Um, and it's one that I think people who have seen it are very, very polarized on whether they think he did it or not. Um, okay. I really do recommend it from um, a crime perspective. Again, I've seen it, but was happy to watch it again. Um, okay. And then we're Good always job. cycling through the office for a palate cleanser. And as I mentioned, my kids are loving Tumbleleaf. Um, and our favorite show that we've been watching or the girls have been watching in addition to Tumbleleaf is called Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom. It's from the makers right. of Peppa Pig. Um, yeah. We'd only been watching it on YouTube and then found out today that it's on Netflix. It just hit. It just yeah, dropped it on is, Netflix. Yeah. Um, maybe in the last week. I don't know. Um, but it is precious and they love it. 
even your yeah. kids liked it when they saw it in my house. So yeah, they watched one or two episodes this weekend and then immediately switched back to what they are, know sure. and love are comfortable with because yes, well, they because, don't like new things. Well, Ben and Holly have accents, so I'm sure they would yeah. not like it. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so um, let us know what you are watching um, or reading, if there's anything we're missing out on. And um, that's our updates. That's our that's our show. Yeah, um, that's it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram at good, a good idea pod, or you can email us at hello at goodideagirls.com. And um, we love to chat always. So awesome. we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>